Good morning, hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of NFL Only Better. I'm Kieran O'Connor, joined by John Bath and by Mike Carlson. And gentlemen, it is the world famous. It's the mid-season review, John. Mid-ish season review, yeah. Don't start this again. (laughs) (laughs) This, yeah, the the extra game in the NFL schedule has really messed with our mid-season review schedule on this one. But sure, we'll pick this week and go for it, Kieran, huh? It is the mid-season, Mike. Like literally during one of the games <laughs> yeah. this weekend, it was. They call it mid-season. It's mid-season. Seventeen yeah. nine is the midpoint of seventeen. So you know, yeah, it is. It is. Ask anyone. It is. We it was easier within a sixteen-game slate. I think it, was, anyway. it didn't. Cost, life, but still, life was better. Life was better. I'm old enough to remember when they played a twelve-game slate. They need to go back to an even. They are going to go to an even. They're going to get an extra oh, they game will. at some point. Will, like, yeah, the next one or two seasons probably. They're going to, according to as we just mentioned, according to Peter King and everything coming out they're, they're going to play like nine international games by 2026 so they're going to need uh, a full slate of games here yeah they're going to yeah. need more cities too brazil spain dublin that's that's the, the the latest um yeah a lot a lot of international games i i find it funny like obviously being football fans over here like if the premier league were just like oh by the way lads we're going to play all these games and which they did try and do if you remember about 10 years ago when everyone yeah. was mad about it yeah, yeah. Um, it just shows how much the NFL actually runs the NFL, if you get what I mean, as opposed to the FA, who are like, we're going to play an international <laughs> game, and all the clubs were like, no, we ain't. No. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, okay, that's that one, though. I mean, we asked. So. <laughs> um, the Super Bowl, the outrights, here we go. Kansas City Chiefs 9-2, the Philadelphia Eagles 5-1, the San Francisco 49ers 11-2, the Baltimore Ravens are 8-1. The Dallas Cowboys, 10 to 1. Uh, Miami Dolphins, 12 to 1. 14 to 1 about the Bills. 14s, the Lions, the Bengals, 14s, and it's 18s bar. Uh, the AFC, the KC Chiefs, 9 to 4. The Ravens, 4 to 1. The Dolphins, 6 to 1. The Bengals, 15 to 2. The Bills, 8s. Jags, 9s, 12s bar. The NFC, the Eagles, 2 to 1. The 49ers, 5 to 2. The Cowboys, 5 to 1. The Lions, 6 to 1, 12s bar. Let's start. Let's start with the NFC, because you know what? I, I actually. People get into a habit when they're doing pods of saying the same thing and kind of, you know, that kind of thing that everyone's like, oh, and whenever I do things, I seem to always start with the AFC. <laughs> so let's start with the NFC. Uh, the Philadelphia <laughs> you're, Eagles. You're just alphabetically conscious. I think it's because I'm such a massive um, fan of, let me pick a team because people say I'm a fan of multiple teams. The Bengals. Uh, oh no, the Chargers. I've been hit with being a Chargers fan just because I like Justin Herbert. Anyway, NFC Conference winner, uh, Eagles 2-1, to one, San Francisco 49ers 5-2, to two, Dallas Cowboys 5-6 is bar. Um, guys, when we did the, uh, and I'll come to you, Mike, first. When we did our season preview, we said there are a lot of really good teams in the AFC. It is not as many good teams in the NFC, probably the standard between Eagles and 49ers. Midway through the season, nine games, etc., <laughs> Do you still subscribe to that? Nothing much has changed. Um, The Cowboys could be in the equation, but they need to beat somebody good. Um, I thought that the Cowboys coming off the game against Philadelphia could, the one way they could look at it was that we, we, we should have won that game. You know, we made mistakes. Philadelphia made a lot, made mistakes as well and tried to hand it to us. It was there for the taking. um, Mm -hmm. And we didn't have it. Detroit may, maybe is in the conversation. But I'm not sure. I think this Detroit's still sort of a year away. I don't think they're up at that level. And right now, I think the Eagles, the Eagles are strong on both sides, on every aspect of the game. Not necessarily as good as they were last year, say, 
Um, I think they're still working people in. Jalen Hurts is obviously Hurts. Um, and you know, he needs he's gonna need a little time to recover at some point. But they can win they can win games in any manner, and they've shown they can pull out close games. I think that separates them um from the pack. This week is huge for San Francisco. We'll talk about them later, but they're going to they're going um to Jacksonville. And Jacksonville is six and two. The Niners have lost three in a row. They're coming off a bye. So this is their chance to put themselves back. I think Debo might be back to play for them, which would be huge. Trent Williams being back would be huge. But, you know, it's, it's, this is the time you start to turn on your late season push. Um, and the question remains do they still have it? If they do, they're as dangerous as anybody. Yeah. Well, I mean, late season push. Technically, you know, that, that's because we did the mid-season review around Thanksgiving once, because, of course, that is when people also say, oh, now it's the business end of the season. The business yeah. end is not halfway. Uh, true, I'm going to stop this now. But anyway. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Christmas. You know, you used to never be able to do anything Christmassy until after Thanksgiving. And that's changed now. You know, I was over for Thanksgiving in the States last year, and people were driving home with Christmas trees, you know, before Thanksgiving. <laughs> so that's not right. <laughs> it's supposed to be against the law. <laughs> Most wonderful time of the year, Mike. Uh, John, Philadelphia Eagles 2-1, to one, 49ers 5-2, to two, fives bar. So, like, in the betting, and look, you can back a 5-1 to one chance and they can get they could win. I mean, that, that happens all the time. Um, but the, the market does say it's the Eagles or 49ers. Uh, I think the market's correct on this one. There's a little less latitude, I think, in the NFC for picking a bit of a dark horse, particularly at this stage of the season. I think... If you, if you go back to our uh, our preview show, whatever that was, 10 or 11 weeks ago, I think we're pretty much saying the same thing now that we would have said in that show. It's kind of probably the, you know, like most likely the Eagles leading the way with the 49ers close behind and then dark horse, dark horse, dark horse after that fact. So nothing much has changed there. But I still think uh, I'm going to stick with the Eagles and this one being the favorites, justifiably so as well particularly coming up that way, like, as Mike said, a close win against Dallas, but that's still knocking off a fellow contender from the list. So that, that was a, that was a big win. They've just got a very good team, a very settled team, good O-line. AJ Brown is one of the best in the business. DeAndre Swift has proved to be a pretty good acquisition from Detroit as well. I, I think the, the key for them has been, they've been very efficient with their roster building in the, in the last few years. Like we were, you know, waxing lyrical about how they did in the draft this year. Like maybe they're not as good as they were last season at certain aspects of their game, but they just continually set themselves up for success and they got great coaching and uh, it's just some good players. And, you know, Kieran, they've got that, the, the touch push as well. So, I mean, every, the brotherly shove, <laughs> the brotherly shove, which I watched a really interesting <laughs> video. The rugby, the rugby scrum. The rugby exactly. <laughs> they, they have, they've got a Scottish rugby coach in. That's, that's a, where that, that whole thing. Well, comes maybe from. he should tell them that it's a mall, not a scrum. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think he does in fairness, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I think everything with Philly is, is looking good so far. There's no reason to stick away from them. The, as Mike said, the only thing that would be a bit of a concern is Jalen Hurts' health. And like you know, if any of these contenders loses their quarterback, particularly in, with, I guess we're going to talk about the AFC in a minute. But if any of these teams loses their quarterback, it's a massive blow at this at this stage of the season. Which is the story of the season. Yeah, particularly after the trade deadline has passed now as well. But there's a couple of guys, you know, obviously on on free agency, you've seen a couple of guys. Pick up in the last day or two as well but we're getting to the point where it's a disaster if you lose a key piece of your team watch out for the rams with carson wentz, carson wentz is gone yeah. guys yeah. let's all um who right you guys both say the philly aren't playing as well yeah. as did last season but of course crucially it's not really about right now as long as you keep winning it's post thanksgiving yeah. into the playoffs who hits stride I, I dare to say new york giants two super bowl wins but take these 
take it at this time here in the year that, that they won, you would have said there's no chance the Giants are winning the Super Bowl. But they get a bit of momentum. They get in the playoffs. That's they true. Get a bit, they get yeah. a bit lucky. If That's I was true. to say someone like the Detroit Lions, who we think you maybe could be one of those teams that could ride a wave, would anyone think that that was a bit crazy? A little bit. I mean, one of the things to mention with Philadelphia, too, is that last year they had a, re a really easy season um, between, you know, having not not um, won the division and facing a lot of bad quarterbacks in, in a row. And this year they've got a tough a tough schedule. You know, they're, they're going into, I think, four really tough games now in a row. Um, so that's, that's going to be a, te a test for them. But like I said at the beginning, the Lions, I think, are just off that, just off that pace. They're not quite complete yet, but... Um, they 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 play they play good teams well like they hang in with good teams i think yeah, that's okay. a sign that's a sign of 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 a team that could be could be tough in, in down the stretch but if i wanted to if i thought the 2 to 1 or 5 to 2 was a bit skinny and i was looking who of cowboys lions seahawks saints falcons would i look at <laughs> i go i go lions to be honest yeah. I, would, I think that group, I, right? I think lions too yeah, cuz i, I think dallas have I think Dallas haven't answered the questions that we had for them when they won. When they had that good start to the season, we were like, right, let's see if they beat a good team, as Mike says. Let's see how they play in some of these bigger games. Mm. Eh, they've kind of done what you thought they did. They they've only lost have their big games. Game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they kind of blame. I see, again, they were blaming the referee for the... the yeah, the Dak Prescott said he's a runner or he's a he's eligible for this play, and the, mm -hmm. they scored. And the referee said he's ineligible. And again, they're coming out with these things that you're like, just shut up, you know. Take yeah, uh, with anyway. with the Lions though, I think there's a little bit more room for maneuver in the in the NFC. Like if we have Lions probably as the fourth favorites to win the uh, yeah. the conference. I mean, that would be the equivalent of the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC. And I think most people would say, like, oh, if the Bengals win, we wouldn't be terribly surprised. So, yeah. and but there's, they, they, I guess the point being, they don't have to knock off as many difficult teams in theory, in theory now, to uh, to, get, to go far in the, in the NFC as you might do. Everything's the theory till it happens, John. I've seen Oppenheimer. Uh, the <laughs> AFC conference winner, uh, Kansas City Chiefs are 9-4, to four, the Baltimore Ravens 4-1, to one, the Miami Dolphins 6-1, to one, the Bengals are 15-2, to two, the Bills are out to 8-1, to one, the Jags are 9s and it is 12s, Barrett. That includes the Browns, John. I should never forget them uh chargers 18 to 1 and then it's 33s so you can tell already with the betting that that's a lot tougher really oh yeah um, i'm a little surprised that kansas city is only um nine to four you know i'm going to start with them because let's be honest they've they've not looked great in a few games no, no i would have thought they'd be a, a little bit back uh, toward the but they're they're obviously offensively not as good a team as they were the past few years um because they're trying to still replace Tyreek Hill in the aggregate. And right now the aggregate looks like the aggregate you put on your driveway when you're um, trying to, you know, make it smooth and stuff. And, and it's not, but defensively they're better this year. Um, and they played, they played a really good defensive game um, last week again against Miami. They've done a couple of others. So I think that because of Mahomes, they remain the favorites until somebody proves they can, they can completely stop that offense um and stop Mahomes. Well, John, we mentioned it last week that Joe Burrow got his traditional bad couple of games out of the way. And now that they face the Bills and they've beaten the Bills and they look like a team on form. And you look at the way that that flipped, like it, we talk about the NFC, it's kind of stayed relatively similar to how the betting was, but like mm -hmm. it's like Kansas City, yes, top. Baltimore have moved up, Miami moved up, Bengals and Bills moved down. 
But you still wouldn't be surprised to see any of them in the AFC Championship game. No, I'd definitely not. Yeah, I'd be yeah. surprised to see the Bills. Well, they're the ones that have looked the worst of the last few weeks. They've lost some bad games. Are they awful? Yeah. Yeah. Awful is a strong they're, word. Are they? Awful? They're awful. No, I, I think they're they're basically awful. They, um, it, it's it's. I mean, it's not they the the losses of Milano and Jones and injuries in the secondary have hurt them a lot, and that's you know that that's the the keys to their defense. But offensively, they're I think they're a mess. Um, and Allen is Allen is trying to do too much himself. He, he's reverting back, I think, to old form, which we saw signs of last year. He goes really. to Diggs when he needs something. You know, they, they they brought Kincaid into the game last last week, but he found, he had a key fumble, unfortunately, for them. But I, I don't I don't see Buffalo as being you know at the level of Cincinnati or or any of those other teams at this point. You know, there I don't see them as being at the point of Jacksonville because remember when they lost to Jacksonville, the game was not really as close as it as it seemed, and Jacksonville has gotten better, and they've not. Yeah, well, Jacksonville controlled that game really. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I think that there's a for John, yeah. just, to, just to switch to a different team, I, th- I think there's a good chance that the Baltimore Ravens are for maybe the best team in the NFC. You know, I think if you just look at their... Um, <laughs> or the AFC. Or sorry, the AFC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <is that> I, <laughs> oh, they didn't switch? Um, <laughs> the, yeah, no, I think just in terms of being a, a fully functioning sort of football unit, you know, very, like, maybe the like, they have a top three defense, they have a very, very good offense, you know, they're they're doing things in some of their games as well, which kind of signpost them to me as a as a proper contender. You know, they're they're so far to this season, they're three and zero against teams with winning records. They in the last few weeks they played um, some division leaders in the NFC, that being the Lions and the Seahawks, and the combined they won by a combined score of seventy five to nine. So they're just a very functional team at the moment, and as well as the fact that you know we're talking about Kansas not Kansas City not being fantastic and Buffalo being up and down and things like this as well. There's a lot of room there. There's a bit of you know there's a little bit, a little bit of room to move into, you know, for them. So as long again, I'm going to go back to the quarterback. As long as they can keep Lamar Jackson healthy, because you can see what happens when they don't have a player like that. They're I think these are surefire contenders to to go they, all the way. They had their Pro Bowl quarterback Huntley playing the end of the game. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I agree with John because I think they're basically the AFC equivalent of the Eagles, or or moving into that point. They're strong on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, you can make good comparisons between Lamar's skills and Jalen Hunt's skills. Um, and it, defensively, they're really really tough. Um, and I, I wouldn't say they're going to, you know, I wouldn't say they're favorites here because, well, we talked about since about Kansas City before, and you have to consider that. But I, I'd say they're they'd be number two on, on my list, um, mm. you know. And you remember when we did our preview show, and and you guys had taken <laughs> Kansas City away, and I just said, okay, I'll pick the Bengals. You said but, the Bengals, you know, and yeah. you regretted it afterwards off camera, just for well, of course I did. I said, you know, I don't re- it, but they but, are looking know, good now. But they are looking good, and you know, they're not as strong as those other teams. But they've got Burrow, who who really make does make plays. He he survives a bad, still bad offensive line, or still average offensive line. I would say they're they're not horrible, but they're bad at the tackles. And Luana Rumo is just a great defensive coordinator. Uh, you know, they they come up with good ways of stopping teams week after week. And then I guess the team we hadn't talked about is Miami. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. You're, both, you're both wrong. Because Miami, so, 
Miami are going to win the... Uh... I'll tell you, everybody's saying it, and it's true. They haven't beaten a decent team yet. They're like the Cowboys. Um, you know, th There was a great stat before the Cowboys game. They've won their wins by like 24 points each win, and their losses were by 20-plus points each loss. Yeah. Until they beat this, the Patriots. Until this <laughs> week, yeah. That doesn't count and, anymore. <laughs> and, and, and the Dolphins are kind of like that. But I think the Dolphins, based on last week, they... The, the the difference in that game was Tyreek Hill's fumble that got returned for a touchdown Absolutely. On, on the lateral. Like the Dolphins should have beaten the Kansas. The they could they, they could have. I wouldn't say should have, but they could have beaten them. They were there for the taking. And the first half was all Kansas City. The second half was almost all Miami. But Miami in the fourth quarter had – Kansas City didn't have – they didn't earn a first down in the, in the second half, right, the whole mm -hmm. half. Miami had like 14 first downs in the fourth quarter and, and couldn't score, right? And, you know, I, I just think that that, sure, there were bad breaks. Um, you know, the, the touchdown that didn't happen because the guy was down six, but he was only six inches away, you know. Mm -hmm. they, they had the ball first and goal at the six with 26 seconds left, which is plenty of time to score a touchdown. and. Yep. Yeah, you know, they wound up. They wound up with fourth and whatever at the twenty-one or something. Um, Self-inflicted wounds, but they have the potential. Obviously, offensively, they they haven't figured out how to make that offense really roll against good defensive teams. And defensively, they're looking a whole lot better. That defensive performance in the second half was spectacular. I thought they really did a great job of of keeping the Chiefs in check. Um, so they are the kind of team that could get hot. You know, once they figure this all out, and, um, and yeah, that that is my that's my midseason um, thing. Yeah, I think my I think of all the teams, uh, like you look through it, um, and I know the Ravens have won more games than Miami, and Cincinnati Bengals are on the charge and stuff like that. But Miami just look like a team that's starting to cook, as Russell would say. He's, I mean, he's starting <laughs> to cook too. If truth yeah. be told, it and makes. I, think, it, I mean, the AFC is so much more exciting than the a than the nfc playoff wise yeah. I well mean, i'm you not being bad to this to, to to the fans but i mean the saints are top of the nfc south yeah yeah and i and, mean you know and and jacksonville is looking okay as as top of the a afc south but you've got some really potentially intriguing a whole set of potentially intriguing matchups in the afc when you get to the playoffs you know one through one through seven and, and you don't have that in the in the nfc yeah there'll be teams that don't that miss the playoffs in the afc that would presumably have done pretty well in the nfc let's be honest yeah but that is the nature of it right finally guys before we move on to the games as part of this midseason, we, we got to do the Super Bowl. As you'd expect, Kansas City Chiefs are nine to two favorites. The Eagles are five to one. The San Francisco 49ers are eleven to two. The Ravens are eights. The Cowboys tens. The Dolphins twelves, and the Bills fourteens. As are the Lions and the Bengals. I'm going to stop it there. Um, <clears throat> let's let's give each of you one outside of Kansas and Philadelphia that you think could go far because there are at least. Five and a half to one, uh, whoever you pick. So that gives you 49ers, Ravens, Cowboys, Dolphins, Bills, Lions, Bengals, Jags, Seahawks, Browns, Chargers, Saints, etc. Yeah, I think I'll just stick with um, the Ravens to to presumably well, the Ravens to get to the Super Bowl for sure. I think it's to be honest that right now I'm think I'm honestly just thinking Ravens Eagles Super Bowl in a couple of months' time. That's a bird derby. 
Yeah, exactly. Come on, come on. I think I picked San Francisco, if I remember right, um, for this this year's Super Bowl. So I, I guess I'd stick with them. I mean, if we were to, you know, I would probably know better next week. Because <laughs> yeah. like I said, I think this, not is, Mike. this is a huge game for San Francisco. But um I wouldn't I wouldn't argue with with either of my um original Super Bowl picks. <laughs> the San Francisco and the Bengals has long shots now. <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're looking for an outsider. And I agree with John, the Bills are probably a pretty good bet. Um Ravens. the Ravens are a pretty good shot. Did I say the Bills? Yeah, we're um, on that today. Yeah. Uh, the Bills are in the CFL, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> I do like that. I asked you both to pick dark horses, and you picked the top two under the top two. But anyway, <laughs> no, I said I'd go with San Francisco and Cincinnati. Yeah, but they're like it's KC Eagles, 49ers, Ravens. They are the four favorites for. Well, how about, how about an actual? Third? I mean, we talked about Mike was just going on about the the Buffalo Bills not being like they're they're still. I think they're still a team, particularly as the odds have plummeted at this point. I think they're they're they'd be 14th. a dark horse now. Yeah, yeah so like, I just don't see them turning it around. That's that's the thing. Yeah. You know, but I just I think, think if if you came if someone came to us a few months ago and said you could get the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl at these odds, you would have taken it. So that's very true. That's very true. But they, you know, they keep doing the same thing. They're they're trying to make it work. You know, and and credit to them. You know, they're they're trusting their kind of game develop their player developments. You know, skills and things like that. But it doesn't seem to be producing different results. Are you surprised that the Cowboys are shorter than the Dolphins? Yeah, kind of. Although, like I said, they're they're kind of the same team, but I think the Cowboys are better coached. I mean, the Dolphins are better coached. Mm. Okay. Well, look, we will be returning to this. The playoffs are on the way, um, and we, we'll have another look, little look at all the odds. But let's see how we get on. To the live games, and a reminder, of course, uh, that there is um, a special offer on the Betfair Sportsbook this Sunday, and every Sunday it is Bet £5 or Bet €5. Euro. On a bet builder on an NFL game and get a £5 free bet. Terms and conditions for that offer are in the description of this pod if you so wish to read them. Uh, Thursday Night Football is Carolina Panthers at Chicago Bears. We'll talk about that. Before we start, guys, I'm moving away from the mic. <laughs> do want to give you something because I was like, there's a lot of unders. Huh. If you blindly bet the under in every NFL game this season, you are 84 for 51 and 1. So you have a 62.2% strike rate. Not only that. Not only. But Monday Night Football, the unders are 10 and 1 in 2023 really? and 55 and 28 since 2019. Hallelujah. They are low scoring games uh, Monday night football but Thursday night as well has had similar so and that's <laughs> and as people could say because that's because there's bad teams in it but those people are mean no but they're they're accurate they're um, accurately mean anyway yeah. yeah last week last week just for the record the um unders were three the overs were three ten and one yeah there was one one push in the New Orleans um Chicago game but that was only a push if you had it at um um, seven at uh, seven at sorry, uh, at, at 41. Um, well, look, Thursday night, eight to five, the Panthers, uh, the Bears are eight to 15, 3.5 spread over 39.5. Uh, my late night treble that I did on Sunday of three games, I had two winners, and Colts Panthers, I thought was tough. But I went with Panthers, so I'm never backing them again. <laughs> I backed them. I backed them two weeks in a row for the under. <laughs> I, I nearly, 
this is a good time probably to remind remind our listeners about last week's oh no do we have bets. to do the best bet well since oh, you brought it up God. yeah because indian care i had indy carolina under um and it was 44 5 the game wound up 27 13 although if you take kenny moore's two pick sixes out of it it was 14 13 which would have made <laughs> my life a little a little calmer um the boys both went with um <laughs> The guy's getting lots of points against decent teams. So Kieran had Seattle five and a half, which went up to seven and a half at game time. Uh, uh, I think it touched eight and and still wouldn't have won. At at Baltimore and uh, John had Arizona plus seven and a half at Cleveland. And so the combined score of those two games was 64 to three. So if you guys had gotten the points, you're still only about 50 points off. Um, so anyway, no, it was a bad week. It was a bad. We watched a, the games it a, together. It was a, it bad, was a week. bad week, and that yeah. now for the season means that um, I've I've climbed off the uh, climbed out of the cellar here, and I'm five and four. Well, and, you're the real expert, you know, and you two are four and five. Yeah, yeah, uh, but I'm you know I'm really more games good. Than us, Mike. I'm really good straight up. You know, um, yeah, well, was, so is everyone. Yeah, well, I did twelve and two this week, so that was, oh, that, that is was good. Okay. That is yeah. good. Um, yeah, John, do you remember how many yards the Cardinals actually managed to get in the whole game? 58, Four. Kieran. It was 58. 58. <laughs> <laughs> that is. I mean, we should do what? over under for yards in some of these games. Clay, Clayton Toon, give me a break. You know, what were they thinking? And then Dobbs, they let Dobbs go up. Yeah. I mean, well, Minnesota. They're, 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 they've got to be tanking at this stage. They want to get yeah. Caleb Williams or something like that. But yeah, playing, you know, a rookie quarterback. Yeah, but just... what do they do with Kyler? How do they get out of Kyler Murray's? Oh, contract? they'll try and trade him away somewhere. Yeah. They? I mean, oh, it's off. Yeah. Oh, we also had the worst, speaking of, of betting, we also had the worst bad beat of, of the uh, the week. If you had Houston um, minus three, because, sorry, uh, Tampa were plus three on some, some lines and they lost 39 37, which would have been three. If um, Houston had kicked the field, kicked goal, an ex- or extra, kicked extra point, point, extra point after the winning touchdown, but they didn't. So if you had two and a half, which is what it went off at um, instead of three, you were you had a very very bad beat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a tough one. Look, it was a tough weekend. It's been a tough season. It's it's a, it's the toughest since we started the show for sure. Um, but uh, unfortunately, we do have to get back to this Panthers Bears game. I will give you yeah. both 30 seconds. Let's, let's, give it the attention. let's give it the attention it deserves. You really have to be a fan to stay up for Thursday night football at times. And for this particular one, uh, John, in, in 30 seconds, what do you think? I can do it in way less than 30 seconds, Karen. <laughs> I think that's uh, what she said. <laughs> I think the uh, Carolina Panthers are an awful football team. The Chicago Bears aren't much better, but I think they're better running the ball. And Carolina are awful against, uh, or awful defending against the run. So um, I think I'll be taking Chicago here minus three and a half. Mike? I probably agree with you, but I'd probably go with the under as the safer bet, 39 and a half. Okay. Uh, we are back in Germany on Sunday. The Indianapolis Colts take on the New England Patriots. Well, we're not. The NFL is. Uh, it's three to four about the Colts, the 11 to 10 about the Patriots. So this is the game I did want to go to as well. I, the, both Germany games were great, so I would have gone. So if anyone's listening for NFL Germany, uh, please, ich bin Kieran, bring me over. Uh, 1.5 is the spread of 43.5 is the over under. Mike, as our regular Patriots <laughs> fan, there are rumors and speculation about bill belichick at the moment um if he was to lose this game there's talk he could lose his job i think that's likely unlikely um 
But there's certainly a lot more noise now that Bill may be in his final season as the New England Patriot coach. Do you subscribe to that? I don't. There was a story coming out in New England, which was basically a, someone reporting a rumor that the the Kraft family might be doing something with Belichick. And I, I tend to doubt it. But on the other hand, they're so used to winning and the owners are the owners, you know, um, and they've he and Belichick have feuded before um, to some extent uh, over the Jimmy Garoppolo Brady um, business. So you, you wouldn't think it's impossible. But this reminds me of Brady's last season where, you know, they just can't do anything right. Um, and the things that are supposed to be Belichick trademarks are not happening. You know, they had four special teams penalties, I think, um, in this game. I picked them over Washington. I figured this was a game they could get back in, and they they had the lead at the half. Um, they had their opportunities. Uh, Mac only made a couple of really bad throws at, at bad times, and they got got away with one of them. And then the actually the, the Juju Smith-Schuster interception at the end of the game wasn't really his fault. The ball was on target. It went through his hands. But um, but it's, it's, it's just a mistake-laden team, and that's a sign of – coaching that isn't working you know you hesitate to say bad coaching with with Belichick but you know a lot of people think well maybe Bill's gone as the general manager and remains his coach I I, you know I suspect that you can't do one or the other it's got to be both if you're going to unload it and I think that's such a big such a big jump for New England that it's not going to happen in mid-season you know who's going to replace him in mid-season yeah I'd agree it's unlikely to happen in mid-season, but we, we are starting to get into the possibility that he will go. Uh, with this game, Don, the Colts 3-4, to four, the Patriots are 11-10, 1.5, 43.5. Look, it's really difficult because both sides are... Oh, I mean, the Colts obviously looked okay against the Panthers, but I think if we went out against the Panthers, we'd probably look okay. The Patriots are very poor at times, but also can be... You know, sneaky bet the bills, but now we say the bills are crap. It's now in Germany as well, which adds adds an extra factor to the game. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking maybe at the forty three point five and thinking that's a lot for these two sides. Yeah, I'd be the same. I'd be looking at the under in this one, or secondary to that, I'd be taking the Colts with the minus one and a half as of Tuesday evening, at least. Anyway, that is correct, and, John. Yeah. So I think yeah. Look, it's um. I can't, I can't really say much more than what Mike has said about the Patriots, at least anyway. They're just a, not really a, a very functioning team or a functional team at the moment. Uh, Colts aren't brilliant either, but in this game where, like, Kieran, like you say, it's a bit of a crapshoot when you travel so far away over to Germany, like, anything can happen in these types of games. And I think I'll be erring on the side of the, the Indianapolis Colts this time around. It's a shame that well, it's sort of a shame, you know, the Patriots, I'm led to believe anyway, have a big following in Europe and particularly in Germany, and they're getting to see like the worst Patriots team in the last two decades play there. So I think, uh, yeah, everything is looking towards a, a Colts win here, probably with the under, though. I think the under is a good bet. Yeah, the Pats have traveled to Europe well when they, you know, when they've come over and all, but that's because they were a disciplined, you know, Bill Belichick team and and they're not this year. So even that doesn't hold up as, as I was trying to evaluate this one. Um, one thing I would mention to Carolina and, and um, Chicago, if DJ Moore has a huge game against Carolina, it'll be. <laughs> <to them. laughs> 
Um, okay, look, we'll we'll go Colts possibly, and 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 under certainly looks pretty strong there in that one. Uh, lots of good games at six o'clock. Uh, we'll split it up because obviously we concentrated a lot on the mid-season uh, aspect of the show. Uh, John, I'm going to give you a couple of minutes on Browns at Ravens, which looks as one of the standout games of the weekend. Two to one about the Browns. The Ravens two to five. Six points spread. Thirty-seven point five is the over/under. I'd like to remind you that you just said the Ravens will probably win the Super Bowl, so. Don't Browns you dare tip 50. your Browns. Browns yeah. by 50. <laughs> by 50 plus. <laughs> no, I think uh, this six, is... Six is a pretty good spread there. Six is interesting, yeah. So the over-under is 37.5, which I think is probably a little bit more interesting to me in this one. It's two... Is it the two best defences in the league? Cleveland have the best defence in the league, and I think the Ravens probably have the second best. Um, so that's a factor in this one, but you know, other side of the ball, the Baltimore offense is a lot more is a lot better than Cleveland at the moment. Cleveland, are you know, losing Nick Chubb was a big blow. They've also lost both of their starting tackles now at this stage of the season. Uh, they lost, yeah. So that's not going to be good, particularly in the run game. So credit to the the Cleveland offense a little bit. It's they're not putting up a great deal of points in their games, obviously, but they're learning. The coaching has, has been pretty decent, I think, in that they're adapting their offensive game plan just with just to use what they have. And, you know, somebody like Amari Cooper has become very, very important to that offense there. Um, but, yeah, like, I mean, we've spoke about the Ravens at the top of the show a great deal, so I won't labor on them too much. But I think the Ravens are a very good team. They're better than Cleveland. Um, but with two good defenses on the, on the show here, kind of anything can happen on the scoreboard at least, but I think the most reliable bet here would be the under 37.5 just, and I'm, I have to say, I'm just kind of basing that on how good both of these defenses are. What do you think of the way Deshaun Watson played? Uh, well, he played better than he did when he wasn't playing. With <laughs> <laughs> uh, That is an excellent. I mean, it's true. <laughs> it is true. He's, uh, you know, he start, didn't start great because, you know he's 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 been off with that shoulder injury, and you know a couple of the throws earlier on that game didn't look great. He missed a couple of really really short ones, but then later on in the game it seemed like he warmed his shoulder up. Is that the proper medical term for this? Because he hit <laughs> he hit, he hit Cooper with a couple of long, pretty good long shots down the field, including one which might have been the best throw I've seen a, a Browns quarterback make in about three or four years. Um, so, long story short, Watson, you know, not a great trade still, but you know he's. He's, he's one of the best 32 quarterbacks who were eligible to play in the NFL. That's what I'll say about him. Fair play to him. Who was it who had minus six total passing yards a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> and and I said, I did better than that. I was, <laughs> at, I was at home, but I had zero. <laughs> um, the Mike, what, what was the game you wanted to talk about at six o'clock? Uh, San Francisco and Jacksonville. I think oh, that's Oh, hit it. me with it. Yeah, I'll give you yeah. the odds. Six to ten, the 49ers. The Jags are 11 to eight. Three points spread and 45.5 is the over-under. And ja that's Jacksonville is getting the three yeah. points. Yeah, which I find amazing, to be honest, at, at, at home. Um, it basically says that they're looking at this game as a toss-up. Um, but the but the odds don't, don't say that. So it, it's a bit surprising. Um, I would check the injury list for San Francisco because I think if Debo comes back healthy, they're a much better team. And if Trent Williams is playing, which I expect, they're a much better, much better team. But basically, they're coming off three straight losses, which we know, and the Jags have, have been hot um, since the first couple of weeks, actually since the London game, you know, basically. Um, and the Jags are playing good football. I mean, they 
you know, the offense is creative. Trevor Lawrence runs it reasonably well. He's a danger scrambling. And their defense is surprisingly good. People haven't really noticed this, but they played good defensive football in, in each of those wins. And this will be a challenge for them. Um, you know, Purdy has not played badly, but he hasn't been able to make the game-breaking plays. And I think part of that is down to Debo because they don't really have a replacement for him. They don't have that a, th- a good third or fourth threat behind Kittle and McCaffrey and and um, Brandon Ayuk. Um, and Debo's actually their first threat when he's in. So th- this one to me it is absolutely fascinating. If Debo were playing with the extra preparation, I, I might be looking at San Francisco um, and I also at 45-5 might be looking at the over in this one. Ooh, if Mike Tiffin and over. Well, if Debo isn't playing, I might well stick on the under on, on this one. But you know, I think it's a fascinating game. Um, it's a hard one. It's a hard one to pick. Um, but the Jags getting points at home will obviously be attractive to betters everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, they have Travis Etienne on my fantasy football team. Travis, have another great game, mate. You know, you're kind of yep. saving me a few times. More than once, he <laughs> pulled it out of the fire for me. Um, you know, we don't know the Sky games. So it's always tough. But a lot, the last couple of weeks, you'd be like, that's the game. But I'm looking at it here now. We've got, you've got Lions, Chargers, Giants, Cowboys. Sorry, you've got Falcons, Cardinals, Lions, Chargers at five past nine, which they have shown the five past nine game recently. And then in the late the late hour, you've got Giants, Cowboys, Commander, Seahawks. That's hard. I mean... <laughs> Maybe Lions Chargers is the one that they might pick. What is that's what do we think? Kind of the one I was leaning yeah. towards. Anyway. Yeah, me too. I, I think that's the the most interesting of the four games. Yeah. Well, let's look at that one then. Three to four Lions. The Chargers are eleven to ten. Two point five is the uh, spread, and forty eight point five is the over under. You can see why it's forty eight point five, John, because they both score a bit. Although Justin Herbert didn't get involved in any of the scores, basically on Monday yeah. Night Football. But they're not really great at defending either of them. Basically, that's the that's the gist of the game. Gary okay, nailed it. Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> on to Monday Night Football. <laughs> yeah, the char- the Chargers Jets game had thirteen sacks and fifteen punts. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, uh, I uh, I've Justin Herbert as I mentioned before as my quarterback. I needed a good few points from him to win. I needed like seventeen to win my game this week. He, yeah, yeah, I woke up. I was like, I actually got he got seven points something, and I thought that he was injured. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, no, he went down during the game. And then I watched that, the highlights of it, and I was like, oh, no, he just didn't do anything. Yeah. Well, I wonder if he'll do it this week as well. Like, I think I'd have the Lions as favorites going into this one, even though it's a it's a road game. Uh, I just think they're just, just a better team at the moment. Like, it's kind of easier said, or it's, it's easy to say in that, in that sense. They're just... They're like they're not gonna. Their defense isn't gonna. They're not gonna win like any defensive awards. They've got some good players. This is the Lions I'm talking about now. But they're they're more stout on that side of the ball than the Chargers are. I think you can really get at this Chargers team if you if you're uh, if you approach them correctly. So I'd forty eight five is an interesting uh, over under in this one. I might lean towards the over in this one and just kind of hope it would be an entertaining game. But maybe that's more heart than head talking. Um, I suppose probably the safer bet is Lions with the minus one and a half points, which isn't, I mean, I'd probably prefer a little bit more in that one, but particularly as it's a road game. Um, but I just think the Lions will win and probably by five or six, I would say. Well, then they'll cover, Mike. But the, the one thing we should mention is obviously from Monday Night Football is the return of Austin Eckler to that kind of, and I mean, he's basically crucial to the Chargers. 
Well, yeah, but not not as crucial as Mike Williams, I think. The problem right now is they've got nobody who can take the top off a of defense or even threaten to. Keenan Allen is playing great football, but he's he's limited, you know, he's limited in how much he can actually do. Um, and and one of the things is not get he doesn't get the big yards now. Um, and that I think is part of of um Herbert's uh limitation. Eckler Eckler's great um close to the goal line, he's great catching the ball out of the backfield. Um, they don't really get great running from scrimmage um, the rest of the rest of the time. Uh, and that's why, you know, they only had 20 points against the Jets. Um, and the Jets have a good defense. I mean, the Jets defense is coming, is coming around, but, um, but, you know, do you take away that punt return and, and there's not much in it in that, in that game. So um, I like I like the lions here. Uh, I think the Lions are coming off a bye. Um, they're going to be well prepared. And um, you yeah, know, the best chance for the Chargers is to pressure is to pressure Goff. Um and I think I think so yeah, I like I, I agree with you. I like the Lions. Yeah. The uh, the big finish, uh, we will look at Jets Raiders, Broncos Bills, both pretty quickly. Uh as time is coming against us. Uh, Jets and Raiders, 5-6 to six to Jets. The Raiders, even money, 1.5 spread. 36.5 is the over-under. Jets, Raiders is, yeah, not one of the glamour This is We're still paying the price a little bit for the NFL <laughs> uh, schedule television makers thinking that thinking Aaron Rodgers right, yeah. will be playing every game. for the, This was an Aaron Rodgers going to, don't, going to Vegas to play Jimmy Garoppolo instead of Zach Wilson against, what's his name, Aiden O'Connell, probably. Who uh, we love. Who we love, yeah, let's be honest, let's be honest. So this isn't the, the glamour fixture that perhaps they had anticipated. Who's going to win? Will it even be the viewers? It's hard to know. Uh, I'd lean towards the over in this game. Uh, I think 36-5. Look, Jets' offense is not good, and their defense is actually quite good. So that's that's the uh, the reason I think that the over-under is probably... That's the lowest of the week, I think. I haven't seen anyone that's been dipping below 36-5. Um, but I just think that's an attractive number for me um, because it's so low. And I just think sometimes you, these games are a little bit more difficult to predict than we think. Um, so I think, you know, this game could potentially be a candidate for the over. Mike? Yeah, the question is how how often they can get to Zach Wilson. Um, you know, if someone behi- besides Max Crosby did did it, then that would be great for uh, for Vegas. And the other question, obviously, is was Vegas just a one-game kind of um, – a boost when you get a new coach and everybody's you know happy that the old coach is they, gone. They looked pretty good. They looked pretty yeah. good on Sunday. Yeah, and you know they were playing the Giants, who are not very good. Um, but remember, the Giants should have beaten the Jets two weeks ago. Um, you know they had the Jets and they missed a field goal and then they gave up the stupid penalty and you know and they lost they lost that game. But but um, the Jets, I think the four and four kind of flatters them a bit. Um, so I. Vegas is giving up is getting a point and a half at home. I, I think it's probably a decent bet for them. Um yeah, remember yeah. they've got a rookie quarterback and he's going to be under a lot of pressure too. So um that is a low line. We got six lines under 40 points this week, you know. Well, I mean as we said it's it's been an yeah. under season. Like 62% of the games are finishing under like yeah. that. You have to start moving, especially when 70% of the bets go on the over. At some point you're going to start drying up that stuff, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um last game is Broncos at Bills at 3 to 1 about Broncos. Bills want to 4 7.5 spread. 47 is the over under. Obviously Broncos bottom of their 
uh, division. But the Bills, I mean, you, you guys have pretty much shit on them for the last 42 or 43 <laughs> minutes. So um, I assume we're just going to say they're going to win, though. Right, Mike? They're going to win this one. Um, you would think so. But that doesn't affect us one way or the other on the on the on the betting line. Uh, seven and a half is is a slightly tempting, slightly tempting um, move to Denver, um, who I think could be surprising in this game, mostly because they run the ball pretty well, and the Bills are not a great run defense team um, with Jones and Milano out. They they're small up front; they can be pushed around, um, and. Um, to me, that that's the biggest difference maker, and and the other one, of course, is is the Broncos' defense, which in the secondary is 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 pretty good and and could stop. So, I I almost I almost would be tempted to um to take Den to take Denver here. I don't think it's like Cleveland, Arizona, or Baltimore, Seattle last week. Um, I think oh oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, it's probably a better it's a probably a better a better choice. And forty seven. This game could break down and become a high-scoring one. I kind of, I kind of think the the over is possible here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't see how the Bills don't beat them by ten plus. But anyway, John, you take it away. Yeah, I think I'm going with. Yeah, I agree with both of you. Really, I think the over <laughs> and uh, the Bills to to finally sort of show that they're they've got a bit about them. You know, five and four. The record of the season is not what we expected at this point, but like they still. I have it like Mike's talking about Josh Allen kind of reverting to his old tricks and pushing the ball for situations where, you know, he might have done it this time last year. But I think they're bound to get, you know, it right eventually. They might not be the come the end of the season, be where they where we thought they might have been, but they're still gonna be successful in certain games this season. And I think this is one of the games that they will be. I think they'll win by, like you say, 10, Kieran. And uh, but I think the 46, was it, was it 47 for the over-under? I think that's... 47, yeah. Yeah, I think that's achievable. You know, it's it's a it's a team... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the over in that one. Hope for the best. Hope oh, for the best. Um, a reminder, of course, of our offer, Bet5, Get5. Check it out on Sunday. Uh, just a little note as we head in. Of course, I'll let the lads think about their best bets that uh, Safer Gambling Week is on the way. It is here next week. Um, and uh, we do obviously practice safer gambling here on the podcast. Uh, so there are lots of gambling tools to get involved with. See the sports book for all of that. Um, Mike, you get to go first because, uh, you know, I'm nice. As usual, I am torn. <laughs> and and, and I fun. really hate to go away from the unders because as the undertaker, I am much better than when I'm, when I'm doing games. But um Pittsburgh is not a great team, but somehow they're five and three. Um, I think Mike Tomlin is probably the front runner for coach of the year. Um, you know, in in most of the uh the midseason roundup things. But Green Bay are really bad. Um they're not they're not playing well. You know, they they've probably got a little more talent than than they show. Um and they're getting three points in Pittsburgh. And so my choice is between that game and, and Detroit at the Chargers. Um, and the char- the Chargers are getting a point and a half at home. But um, I would take either of those as a, nope. as, a, as a best. No, I'm just saying to the audience, I would take either of those as, as, as a best bet. And if you'll just allow me to get my decider. What is he? Oh, he's so Mike, he's, he's walked off to get his decider, um, which is interesting. This is uh, building up the drama here. Uh, oh, he's flipping a coin for those of you who are not watching. I'm taking the Lions. Taking <laughs> the, the, Lions. the scientific coin flip to <laughs> determine the Lions. 
Yeah, there's a few listeners that are going to love that you did that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, John, John, yes. John, 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 John. I've Let's got a bring... Ouija board here I'm going to consult for yeah. my best <laughs> Um, that's John, the seance of football bring, um, <laughs> bring it back to normality here please and give me a give me a give me a winning best bet yeah i'm gonna go i'm looking there's a you know i don't think there's any real stand well maybe right i'm gonna go with the indianapolis colts doing the patriots game the germany game um i think you know we've just been we've seen it time and time again that these games can be low scoring or one team will just be more efficient at managing the, the drawbacks of traveling so far than the other. So I think that there's a good chance that this one is uh, hitting the under 43.5. I think that's a relatively large uh, over-under for this one for the Patriots offense who struggled to put points on the board and the Colts have struggled to that as well. Now, the defenses mightn't play along and maybe look like a bit of a fool this time next week, but I think the under 43.5 is the way to go for now. Okay. Um, I'm going to go in an over. Shockingly, but uh, I'm going to go Giants at Cowboys over 38.5, uh, mainly by Dallas, who, as we've spoken about, they're a bit of a flat track bully, Dallas. They tend to take it out on bad teams and put a lot of points on them and then not put a lot of points on good teams. So I think that Dallas could rack up a big score um, against the Giants. And hopefully the Giants help would go over 38.5, unlike the Cardinals against Cleveland or something like that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is is my best bet of the weekend. Let's go America's team. <laughs> I think Jared, Jared Goff going back to LA to prove the Rams were wrong. <laughs> That's the story with the Lions and Chargers. That is a story, yeah, yeah, yeah. And can Justin Herbert find a pass? Um, my thanks to John Baff, my thanks to Mike Hartz for joining me on this mid-season review. We ran a little bit over, a little bit longer than usual, but do hope you enjoyed it. Um, and hopefully there's a couple of bets there for you. All those are sportsbook prices, of course. So you can check out the exchange where the prices will be just a little bit bigger, uh, but you won't be able to get any each way value. But if you're looking just to do it flat, um, maybe that is the place for you to get yourself a little green book ahead of February showcase. Uh, once again, thanks for listening. Please do gamble responsibly. We'll be back next week for another episode of NFL Only Better from John, from Mike, and from myself. Have a lovely weekend.